Hey all you cool kids, my favorite Beanie Babies, welcome back to Cool Kid Chronicles, episode four. The place where me and all my cool kid friends talk about the struggle. You know who I'm talking about, all the people whose parents left them saying, what in the actual fuck? And left them completely unprepared for adulthood. We made it through the 90s and 2000s, so we surely can make it through 2021, but I need your help. From what I wish I knew to what I know now, every week, it's my version of story time with a bit of a twist and you're gonna learn a thing or two from your girl from week to week because it's been a bumpy ride and as always i gotta call out my original cool kids the original cool kid posse gotta shout out my editor eric and my producer francis and i can't lie i gotta shout you guys out too thank you for always being on my back and up my neck and up my skirt for the past two years yelling at me to get this shit done so thanks for following me this far because today's show is gonna be a fucking wild ride and you know it's true because i'm saying it so come on cool kids welcome back let's do the damn thing this is a psa This PSA goes out to all the weird motherfuckers who insist on eating their hair when anxious. Yes, you heard me correctly. You weird motherfuckers who are out there when anxious, putting your actual dirty fucking hair in your mouths. And why would I bring this up? I know, very weird. Why the fuck did I bring up eating hair? It's a Tuesday. Why are we talking about eating hair? Because I was driving my motherfucking car. I was stuck in fucking traffic. I was behind a bunch of people at a stop sign. And I look over like, you know, when you tilt a little bit and you look at the car in front of you, like, what the fuck are they waiting for? What the fuck are they waiting for? They were waiting for an anxious bitch walking across the street while eating her fucking hair. The bitch looked damn near 30. Why are you eating your hair? Does it taste good? Are you okay? Do you need a hug? Either way, stop doing it. It's really fucking disgusting. We live in New York. Do you know how many particles float around the air here? There's anthrax in the air here. And you want to eat your fucking hair? I can't. Please stop. Please stop. We see you. Thank you. This has been your PSA. Today's episode is brought to you by the word or words, frock trauma. Yes, frock trauma. Let's use it in a sentence. Oh my God, I need to go out tonight. I have a million things in my closet, but nothing to wear. It is causing me nothing but frock trauma. Okay, maybe that wasn't like the easiest definition to understand, but like we've all been there. You know, like like that anxiety that you get when you like have to get dressed, but like, Then you start thinking about like, who's gonna be there? Who's seen me in this? Have I had a picture in this? And then all of a sudden, everything in your closet is absolutely ugly, even though you've loved it when you purchased it, but nothing looks good on you and it's not even your fault. It's literally the anxiety of it all has made it so hard to even put on a black t-shirt and jeans because it's just not right. Nothing is right. That's frock trauma, right? And today, my story, is based on some frock trauma. Or maybe not based on frock trauma, but the anxiety that you feel during frock trauma and like the anxiety you feel in life 
one and the same. So, you know, earlier, you heard me talk about that girl eating her hair, right? And I was sitting in that traffic, watching this woman walk across the street, eating her hair, and I thought, disgusting. That bitch is disgusting, right? But then I went home, and I had some self-reflecting time. Well, you know, this past week, week and a half, has all been self-reflecting time. I've definitely had to take a moment in my life after the loss of my brother and reflect on some things, right? The anxiety of, uh, let's just say, losing a family member and then thinking about your whole life with that family member, it gives you a little bit of fucking anxiety. That's all I'll say on that. But this girl eating her hair, it fucking stuck with me. At first, the disgust stuck with me and then the anxiety stuck with me. And I was thinking... I've had that anxiety. That anxiety has definitely been in me, but I've never eaten my hair. Like what kind of gross motherfucker has to have anxiety so bad that she eats or he eats his own hair? But I understand it now. I had my brother's wake recently. Last week, the week before, not to make this a Debbie Downer situation. It wasn't bad. It was a celebration of life. It was a great time. And everyone from every part of my life showed up. But walking into that room, getting ready to walk into that room, getting dressed at my apartment to then think about walking into that room, the amount of clothing that was all over my room after attempting to get dressed was nothing but frock trauma which can be broken down into nothing but anxiety. Which made me think, now after seeing this hair eater, am I just as bad as this hair eater? Are we all a little bit? No, I'll never say I'm a hair eater. I will never say I'm a hair eater. But what I will say is, anxiety will make you do crazy things. I sweat through my outfits, literally, whether it be going to a job I hate, true story, true fucking story. Every time I would get ready in the morning, knowing I had a call time to get there, I would get dressed. I would sit down, drink a glass of water. By the time the water was done, I would sweat through my whole outfit and I would have to change my outfit because I didn't want to go. My body was literally reacting to the anxiety I had of going to this place because of trauma frock trauma no it was not frock trauma but it was trauma and my reaction was to sweat now this this same anxiety is showing up in different parts of my life i know they're showing up in different parts of your life because i cannot be the only one who has anxiety like yes i get it everyone gets medicated now and everyone like has a reason or somehow to help them with the anxiety not everyone i digress Black people don't do that shit. I know. Black people don't go to doctors to get medicated for anxiety. Black people don't go to places for therapy. That's a new movement. So we're just talking to white people here. I get it. We get medicated. I'll say we. I'm half white. We get medicated. You know my mother would 100% medicate me. We get medicated. Okay? We get the help we need. We get that. Right? But on the other side of me, we don't. We do not get medicated. We do not get the help we need. We do not talk about our feelings. And in the end, we sweat through our clothes. 
we have frock trauma, and we eat our hair. So now I know I was a little hard on that woman in the beginning about eating her hair. And, you know, I probably was more annoyed that she was walking so slowly across the street. But I can relate. I know you can relate. You don't even have to answer me, and I know you can relate. I've talked about funerals. We've all been through them. I've talked about going to work. We've probably all had to go. I'm not throwing any shade, but I'm throwing a little shade. Maybe some of y'all are broke. Don't know. But what I'm saying is we can relate to this girl eating her hair. And yes, I did say earlier that I wanted to get out and give her a hug. So don't fucking hate on me. I'm not coming at people with mental health issues. Everyone deserves to get the attention, the love, and yeah, 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 yeah. Woo, 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 blah, 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 blah. Medicaid. Right? But what I am saying is her particular tick is disgusting to me and I would prefer that she didn't do it in public because it's gross. We live in New York. Anyone outside of New York in like the woods, feel free to eat your hair. It's probably not as dirty as here. We have smog. Oh, China, you guys have bad pollution. Don't eat your hair there either. Hmm. Australia, you could totally eat your hair. Are you guys getting where I'm going with this? I'm not trying to sound like a person who's hating on mental health issues. Absolutely not. I'm not trying to be that person who wants to shit in everyone's Cheerios. I'm just saying that maybe now we can relate or not we. I won't rope you into this. Maybe now I can relate to the hair eater. Maybe you guys can relate to me because of anxiety, grief, frock trauma. So tonight, I actually have somewhere to go. Um, and originally it was just supposed to be me and a friend, a girlfriend, and we were going, or are going, to something called like a barbecue or like, I don't know, I was really sad last week and she said, we have to dance this shit out. So she bought some tickets to some barbecue something or other. There's gonna be music and drinks and a good time. She told me to boil a pot of fresh coffee and to get my ass up, take a shower, cause we out. It was just supposed to be the two of us, but now she has invited two men, right? So my original plan of looking you know, casual, cute, and like easy breezy has now immediately turned into panic, right? There is nothing but panic living behind these eyes right now. What do I wear? Okay. I asked if these two men were gay because she said there was safe space. I said, oh, so they must be gay because the only safe men are men that don't want to have sex with you. Can I get an amen? Amen. But she said, no, they're not gay. So now I need an outfit appropriate. There can be no mishaps when dancing. There can no be oops, nip slips when dancing, right? If it was just me and her, I'd be like, you're on titty patrol. But now it's not. It's more than us. It's us and people with penises, which I love you guys. I love you guys with the penises. You guys are really a good time. But when I'm trying to dance it out and, you know, woo, 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 and not care, you guys can't be there. What is that Dane Cook joke? You're just trying to dance with your girlfriends and men are coming up to you and ramming you with their denim dicks. I don't remember how the joke went. It's really funny if you listen to it. Anyone my age remembers that joke. 
I just want to dance with my friends in a circle and hold our purses and fuck men. And men are going to try to come up to us and ram, them, ram us with our denim dicks. And you're going to be like, no. I don't remember the rest of the joke, but it doesn't fucking matter. The point of the story is I have fucking frock trauma from this and I can't help it. I'm sitting here as we speak, recording, sweating through my outfit. Yes, it is humid in my apartment. Yes, it may be hot. Yes, I had to turn off the fucking fan so I can record. But this sweat, you know that sweat. This sweat is a different kind of sweat. This is anxiety sweat, frock trauma sweat. Eat my motherfucking hair kind of sweat. I don't know, I keep coming back to this woman and her hair eating, and it just makes me feel like we all may be a little hair nibbler. I don't wanna give this woman her like attaboys, cause like it's not, and she's not the reason for this like breakthrough that I'm having. Like your hair eating did not give me growth, bitch. I will not give that to you. But I will say that this mood that I'm in, um, this reflective, not so jovial mood that I'm in is 100% your fault because it has caused me to look at my little tics and my tics seem to boil down to frock trauma. Sweating, frock trauma, I'm a hair nibbler and I am now no longer ashamed to say it. Fuck this hair nibbling ass bitch for making me think about my goddamn self. I don't want to think about a bitch chewing on her hair. I want to reflect upon my my long life of knowing my brother. Those 32 years of knowing my brother. I would like to reflect on that. But this hair nibbling bitch has made me think about myself and um my neuroses and Apparently, I got a shit ton of them. Listen, when I was younger, I had literally OCD. Like, I had sick OCD. Like, the light switch shit. Like, tapping shit. Washing hands. I have come a long way from those neuroses. And looking at this bitch nibbling on her hair literally made me, made my skin crawl. Like, it made me want to, like, scream watching her nibble her hair. It made me, like, think think of all those little kids. Now, I I... I do some of it. Some of it will sometimes creep out. Like sometimes if I tap something and I don't tap it hard enough, if I kind of like brushed it instead of like hit it, I'm going to go back and touch it again. If I like touch two forks in my like drawer, when I like go to pick out a fork, I obviously am only going to take out one, but I have anxiety about the other one that I touched because I'm not using it. So like it's still like there, but there are other people in my family that have like really bad OCD. So like I see them and I'm like, I can't let my life end up being run by OCD. So I like ignore the anxiety. So my anxiety from other things are, is always there. So it's like seeing this woman walk across the street, eating her hair. And just also it like flashed me back to kindergarten. And you know that one bitch that always just sat there just like eating her hair and like pulling it out of her mouth and like... Mm, I'm just dirty and she usually had like a booger like not completely coming out of her nose but it was like a weird bubble of like weird color and like she just would never do anything about it and when she would breathe you would see it move that bitch that bitch would also eat her hair she also had like a sensible bob maybe a terrible bang like that bitch and this girl was that bitch grown up brown hair 
very thin, obviously a white woman. Black women are not putting their hair in their mouth. That's just like never something you will see a black woman do. Ever. Why would you ever think a black woman would take either her expensive weave, put it in her hair, her perfectly permed, blown out hair, or her like curly hair that she had to put mad products on to get it to curl like that, and then you put it in your mouth? Why? You're eating a, uh, you're going to feel like you're eating a bar of soap, or your straight hair at the end is now going to be puffy, or you have someone else's, aka a dead person, because a lot of that hair comes from dead people. Sorry, ladies, if you didn't know that a lot of weave gets chopped off of dead people, it does. Um, or it's like someone else's hair, or it's like synthetic. Like, no. I do not picture a black woman doing that. I have no idea what hair tastes like. The only time I could see black women putting their hair in their mouth is when they're like little and they have like those bobos at the end of their hair, like those those white things that like if you sleep and they pop you in the eye, you wake up with a black eye, those things. Um, or like beads, like when they get their hair braided, like when the Jamaican ladies like, come sit down, braid your hair. And then they put the little beads at the end like that. I could see them putting them in their mouth because I probably did myself. No other time. Like I have dreads. I could literally take one of these fake dreads, put it in my mouth. There's no way I'm going to sit here. You're going to see me sitting here like, oh, like no fucking way. Disgusting. Disgusting. Like thinking about it right now makes me want like that. No. Mm -mm. Black women do not take their hair for granted. White women can fucking flop their hair all around. It moves all the time. It does what it wants. It's straight. It's curly. No one's ever checking for white women hair, right? Black women have a thing. Like we have an anxiety about our hair. We have always been told it looks one way or the other. It looks too ghetto, braids. It, it needs to be straight or else it's not professional. When it's curly, it's too big. People want to touch it. So there's no way we're going to go and put it in our mouth. It is just not something I can ever think to see anyone do. Now, what I will say is I have seen 100% black women take their string of their hoodie and put that in their mouth. I have 100% seen black women take their zipper of some, of their clothing and put it in their mouth. I've done that. Zipper stays great. You know what I mean? Metal. But you will never, I, I would almost bet my house on it. You will not see a black woman take their fucking hair, put it in their mouth and like eat it. Like What is that? So I guess like seeing this woman cross the street was like more than just, yeah, it was triggering. It was more than just her eating her hair. It was a hundred million years of black women and their hair and trauma and anxiety of it. And then I saw this woman walk across street looking like she needed a hug and her decision to deal with the anxiety was to eat her hair. And honestly, bottom line, what the fuck do you do if you're triggered by someone else's anxiety? It wasn't even mine. It's like she took a fucking Dragon Ball Z ass fucking flame out of her hand and fucking threw it at me while she was eating that hair. And it hit me and then I wanted to eat my hair, but not metaphorically. I'm talking metaphorically. There's no fucking way I would eat my hair. So like, honestly, fuck her for eating her hair because she literally threw me into a spiral, like a downward spinning spiral because then I had to think about myself. Literally had to think about myself and it threw me into a long-standing history of black hair, apparently. <laughs> apparently. 
Her eating her hair gave me anxiety. It brought me back to my OCD. It brought me back to eating zippers of my of my own, of my own little zipper, baby zippers. People are just going to be like, you're a hater of mental health. Why should people have to? Why should people have to control their anxiety? Why should I have to control my anxiety so other people don't feel anxious? I feel like we grew up in the day where like we had to be on our P's and Q's because we couldn't do anything to affect anybody else's anything. And we are in 2021 and all of a sudden it's like nobody can be offended. Um, I'm going to do what I want. Get the fuck out of my way. I'm going to call myself whatever I want. And here's the thing. I'm down for it. I'm down for you calling yourself whatever you want. I'm down for you having the best time you fucking can. I'm down for you fucking running around with your titties out. I don't care. You know I'm big about the titty shake. I don't care what you do. But what I do not like is that people seem to have lost common decency. Like, you're anxious. That's fine. Be anxious in public. Be anxious here, there, everywhere. But what I do feel happens more than it should is people go into public let's say not anxious let's say mad and they let that anger then dictate how they interact with people for the rest of the day now i'm not saying you're mad stay in the house someone apparently is mad upstairs i don't know if you can hear the stomping but you're mad stay in the house i'm not saying that i'm not saying stay in the house because you're mad but i'm saying you need to be cognizant i hope that's the word cognizant of what you're projecting. Now, growing up as a black woman, I'm not making it a black or white thing because a lot of my friends get really mad when it's a black or white thing. Growing out as a black woman, I was told that I always had to check my anxiety. I always had to check how I entered the world. I always had to check how I presented myself to people. Can't be angry. Can't be upset. Always have to move forward with a smile. That is the only way people will ever respect you or see you as a person and not just a black woman. I feel like that triggered me too. This woman had every right to walk around in her anxiety, eating her fucking hair, letting the world know that something was wrong. My brother passed away a week and a half ago and I have answered every text with, it's okay. Things happen because that is what I feel I was supposed to answer because I have to check my feelings. Always. It's a black woman's plight. I know a lot of you aren't black that are going to listen to this, but maybe you can listen and learn or be sympathetic, empathetic. You don't want to be sympathetic. You don't want to pity anyone, but like maybe empathetic, empathic. Are these all words? I hope so. But I'm just saying, this woman was so triggering to me, watching her stroll across the street, eating her fucking hair. My neighbors are raving. Eating her fucking hair, like, like she was strolling in the park, licking a Sunday, Not realizing that everyone could see her anxiety all over the place. And I've never had that luxury. Was I raised wrong to have these expectations of this woman and myself? Should I have never been taught to hide my anxiety? Is that like the question? I have no idea. If you saw a black woman walking down the block chewing her hair, you would think she's insane. You would think she's a crackhead. You'd probably say, oh my God, there's a crackhead. 
but a white woman walking down the block eating her hair nobody said a word like they just let her walk across the street and never thought if a black woman is standing on the corner chewing on her hair someone's gonna say she's a crackhead regardless of what she looks like a hundred percent if a white woman is standing on the corner and looks like and i'm not saying the black woman has to look cracked out regardless someone's gonna say she's crackhead if the white woman looks fine they're not gonna say anything about her you're gonna be like oh she's so anxious she's so anxious oh my gosh she's so anxious i mean i guess i wanted this to be like the word of the day because i have felt like over the past year and a half let's just say i've had such anxiety and I have felt like regardless of my anxiety, outwardly, the world expects a certain person, expects smiles or positivity or at least, I don't know, an, inv in, an inviting demeanor, at least. And anxiety, at least my anxiety, makes me want to do everything but do that. Yet the world sees exactly what it wants, right? Now, I don't know if I'm doing the right thing by giving the world what it wants or if I'm completely wrong and I should be wiling the fuck out and um, we all should be wiling the fuck out. Like we should all be like these, what are they, Gen Z, Gen B, these baby infants smelling like uterus babies. That's what I'm talking about. Who don't give a fuck about anything, who really are out here just living their best fucking lives for themselves living in their whole ass fucking truth should i be doing that i have no idea but i felt like i had to bring up the fact that anxiety and frock trauma are real for everybody apparently this woman apparently me but we all have to deal with it differently i know i was really hard on this bitch eating her hair and i still don't condone this bitch eating her hair but maybe it's helped me look and reflect and maybe be kinder to myself. Definitely not going to be kinder to her. Because if she walked up to me eating her hair, I'd be like, listen, you crackhead, get the fuck out of my <laughs> That'd be really funny, right? <laughs> Reverse racism. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> Can I start being racist to white people? Like, what am I going to do? How do you do that? It's raining. Go inside. Like, I don't, like... I heard you smell funny when it rains. Did you hear that's a thing? That white people smell funny when it rains? That's like a thing on TikTok. <laughs> white people on TikTok are, TikTok are saying, hey, black community, I heard we smell funny when it when we're wet and it rains. What is the smell? And then it's like a chain of black people being like, like saying weird things like mayonnaise, like just like strange things, like just to be like extra like white <laughs> salt. Like, <laughs> I don't know. They say weird things. Oh, the new one that's going around is the white girl who's being um, interviewed by these two white guys. And she's like sharing her shower regimen. And um, they were like, you know, what's the first thing you wash when you get in the shower? And she says, my hair and my face. And then she like pauses and she's like, and like, basically, that's it. Because the soap just goes down and like the soap runs off your down your body and like it is what it is. And she also said before that she only showers every like six days. 
like okay so then it's like black people doing like the side-by-side reaction of like are you kidding me and this one and this is what i correlate these these people like i don't know white people it's just things like that like do you know like and you know what too people want to touch my hair all the time like i just went to that wake the amount of people that grabbed my hair and was like, oh, my God, your hair. And like, oh, my God, you're a pony now. Woo, woo, woo. Like they do crazy shit. Imagine me taking that now, putting it in my hair. And then I just think a white woman, you know, they love to flip their hair, flip their hair, flip their hair. That's your hands. Your hands have touched everything and you're flipping your hair. And then you take the hair and you put it right in your mouth. That's like licking the, a doorknob. Like, why would you do that? Ugh. Yeah, I don't know if we should be putting all of our shit out there or if we should take that shit, hide it, bury it, eat it, because that's what I do. I take that shit like it's a fruit roll-up. I rolled up into a ball and I just chew that shit and then eat it because everyone knows that's the best way to eat fruit roll-up. If you don't know that, you've never been a child who's eaten fruit roll-up. I love snacks. Um, But that's what I do. I eat that shit, I swallow that shit, and I bury that shit. And when that shit comes back, is um down the line when i have kids and i yell crazy shit at them that's how it works in my family you know what i'm saying i feel like that's how it works in everyone my age's family i'm not saying it's right but i'm saying like my family actually would be fine with it but a lot of families aren't fine with mental health they think it's woo woo shit and it's not woo woo shit we're kind of in that age range that baby boomers raised us and or birthed us baby boomers birthed us that's really hard to say we were birthed by baby boomers and you know the streets are hardcore and we're learning everything from things like tiktok right now because you know our brain is real small like peanuts so do we keep it old school is my point or do we totally go to the new school now in my family i would be considered very new school everyone's married Everyone's got babies. Everyone's engaged. They don't really curse in conversation. Now, I would say I'm the whole fucking opposite of that because that is not me. I'm popping and popping in and having a hot girl summer right now. Like, I'm 32 ready for my hot girl summer. Like, pulling up, pulling up, shut it down. That is what I'm excited for. My godbrother's having his second kid. The neighbor I grew up with who's like my brother is having his second kid. I'm going to an engagement party tomorrow for my cousin. I am ready to have a stamp made that says my Instagram handle. That's where I'm living. So I can have a hot girl summer. But do we go new school? Or do we go old school? Because at the same time, I'm still old school. I still bury all that anxiety. I still swallow it. I still have angst about it. Oh, my God. I literally just burped again. Trauma, literally. This time really is <laughs> happening. I have trauma happening again. My bad, guys. Um, Should we bury it? Should we eat it? Should we be new people? Either way... I feel like this woman has gotten into my brain and I feel like we should at least be kind to one another. She doesn't know my struggle and what her hair eating did for me in my brain. And 
I don't know her struggle as to why she actually started eating her hair. But it better be good. Because look what she did to me. (laughs) It's fucked up. (laughs) So I guess what I want you to take from this is the next time you hear someone tapping in a pattern or ripping a paper into really small pieces or scratching themselves, not in a weird way, but like, you know, scratching themselves in a little tick way. Next time you see somebody tapping their foot or being extremely annoying and doing repetitive patterny things, I want you to think of me and the hair eater and try to be kind, cool kids, because cool kids are the kindest. Sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes you want to fucking kill everyone. <laughs> Not today, though. Be kind, cool kids. Be kind. <laughs> My God, we can't use be kind, unfortunately. Because that bitch is getting canceled. She is getting canceled. She's getting canceled. <laughs> All right, cool kids. I hope you enjoyed me going down the path of all my anxiety and my scaries and my crazies with you. I hope it gives you a little bit of hero inside you. You know, like that little courage to be okay with your own anxiety and your little crazies. I love you, cool kids. Please come back. I swear next time will not be as much of a downer. We got to talk about my pussy or something. Come on, come back. See you next time. I want to give a special thanks to my producer, Francis Donoto, our amazing editor, Eric Shepard. Our sick logo was done by Dan Amaro, and our music was done by Smarts. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.